Please support The Bar by like, subscribe, and sharing my casts. Follow my social media at Facebook, Instagram, Gab, Parlor, BitChute, YouTube, DLive, Twitch, CloutHub, and Rumble. Or join my subscribe star. Make a donation by clicking on the links on the description box. I am a listener-supported show, so any of the above is greatly appreciated. Help me grow and spread the truth since the mainstream media obviously does not want to support truth. All links are listed on the description box. God bless you and enjoy. Welcome to the Speak Uneasy, a safe space where cancel culture does not exist because we are in a different prohibition era. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Speak Uneasy with your host, The Bartender. Tonight's random read is going to come off of the book of Acts, chapter 8, verses 9 through 25. Simon's attempted purchase. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest saying this man is the great power of god and to him they regard because of because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries but when they believed philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of god and the name of jesus christ they were baptized both men and women then simon himself believed also and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles in signs which were done. Now when the apostles were, which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them, and they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the, the apostles, hands the Holy Ghost was giving, given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money, that hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of this thy wickedness and pray and pray god if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee 
For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which, may, which ye have spoken come upon me. And they, when they had testified and preached to the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. Once again, this random read comes from the book of Acts, chapter 8, verses 9 through 25, Simon's Attempted Purchase. Now my take on this read, even though I had a hard time reading this thing. Um, my take on this, it's clear that um, many people think that they can buy their way through heaven. And I've noticed a lot of these, you know, a lot of these big churches, they prey upon people to fund them when the Lord, when, when, when the word of the Lord shouldn't be, sh it shouldn't be, um, they shouldn't have any, there should be no money involved. There shouldn't be any money involved. And if there is money involved, it should be given voluntarily and there shouldn't be any kind of pressure. I mean, I do understand that, you know, sometimes um, you need financial support in order for you to, to um, you know, have a place of worship or whatever. And this is one of the reasons why I don't go to an organized church. I go to, I don't go to an organized church for a couple of reasons. And one of the reasons is the, the donation part. You, you know, you get this feeling that you have to. And I, I know that because I was raised Roman Catholic. And one of the things that uh, I, you know, that that kind of turned me off of the Catholic Church was having to give donations, even though you you kind of felt pressured to do it because you saw everybody doing it. So you didn't want to be the douchebag that didn't. But, you know, with 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 um, with so much money that comes in corruption happens and things get lost in translation with the word of the Lord um, as I remember this story um, with with Simon he he uh, he had blood coming out of his eyes because he he thought that he can purchase th that power when in actuality, God gave uh, gave the power to the apostles because part of that was to spread the word and to show that God was real. And they didn't abuse that power. At least I don't think they did. So, um, yeah, so that's that's my take on, on the random read for today. It's clear and cut dry. I mean, I think a lot of these big organized churches are taking advantage of a lot of people using God and I guarantee like in the end that they're gonna they're gonna get punished for that they are so that's my take um so for tonight unfortunately I'm not gonna have any kind of drinks today um I just thought that I needed to take give myself a break off the drinks even though I know this is a bar you're welcome to have any kind of drink you want, but as far as me, 
I, I'm I'm taking a little break off it. Uh, you know, um, maybe next week I'll I'll get back on it. Uh, I did do a live show. I did do a live show yesterday, and I had a drink, and I also had another drink last night. So I, yeah, I I, I kind of want to give myself a break. So that t- today you're just gonna get a random read, and um, that's that's what it is. And on to the show. So I have a couple articles here, and it's in conjunction with one certain person, which I thought was very interesting. Um, we are going to first read this article, which came out on June 28th, which is today. It was written by Cassandra Fairbanks of thegatewaypundit.com. Article reads, Trump, Bill Barr's weakness help facilitate the cover-up of the crime of the century. Former President Donald Trump blasted his former Attorney General Bill Barr as a disappointment in every sense of the word in a statement issued late Sunday evening. Let's see here. There's a... There is a, I guess, a, a, a letter that was written. And I am going to pull that letter up and I'm going to read this letter. So this letter came from Save America, Donald J. Trump, on June 27th of this year. Statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America. Rhino former Attorney General Bill Barr failed to investigate election fraud and really let down the American people. Even the scam that took place in Georgia of ballot stuffing on camera, he couldn't see what was wrong with it. Just like he failed to understand the Horowitz report and let everyone down with respect to getting a timely investigation, where's Durham? I've been asking that question. Where is this guy? I've, I, you know, I've only seen one picture of this guy. Is he even a real guy? I don't know. On all of the corruption of the Obama-Biden administration, it's people in authority like Bill Barr that allowed the crazed radical left to succeed. He and other rhinos in the Republican Party are being used in order to try to convince people that the election was legitimate. When so many incredible facts have now come out to show conclusively that it wasn't. He came in with a semi-bang and went out with a whimper. (laughs) What a choice of words there, huh? Earlier in his term, Bill Barr went ballistic on CNN with Wolf Blitzer, warning Democrats were changing election rules to flood the system with mail-in ballots that quote, as a matter of logic, are, quote, very open to fraud. They are, and Bill Barr did nothing about it. Oof, man. Okay. Let me see what else it says here, because there's more here. Um... Okay, 
Here we go. If there was no fraud, why are Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and other states spending so much time and effort on exposing the fraud? We already know that. 101,789 obsolete voters on the rolls in Georgia, including 18,486 dead people, ballot batches off by up to 17.5% in Maricopa County, Arizona. Massive chain of custody problems with drop boxes in Georgia. Missing hundreds of thousands of records for months after the election. Thousands of ballots wheeled in through the back door in Fulton County days after the election. Double feeding ballots in Fulton County, Georgia. Nearly 200,000 illegal indefinitely confined votes in Wisconsin that violated voter ID law. Cash for votes scheme in Nevada. Illegal alien votes. Election law changes were not authorized by the state legislatures, which is mandated by the U.S. Constitution and much more. If he felt this way, why did Barr say he was greatly honored and proud to have played a role in the many successes and unprecedented achievements you have delivered for the American people? In the final letter he wrote to me, he said, Few could have weathered these attacks, much less forge ahead with a positive program for the county, Trump said. Trump concluded by saying now it was revealed that Barr was pushing was being pushed to tell lies about the election by Mitch McConnell, another beauty, who was worried about damaging the Republicans' chances in the Georgia runoff. What really damaged the Senate Republicans was allowing their races to be rigged and stolen and worse, the American people to no longer believe their votes mattered because spineless rhinos like Bill Barr and Mitch McConnell did nothing. The scathing statement comes following the release of an excerpt from ABC News correspondent Jonathan Carl's upcoming book, Betrayal, in which Barr said, if there was evidence of fraud, I had no motive to suppress it. But my suspicion all the way along was that there was nothing there. It was all bullish. And that, my friends, was the article that came out of the Gateway Pundit. I don't really have much to say about this article, but I do want to comment. I do want to make commentary on what I thought about Bill Barr. I mean, um, I, I really haven't been putting my ears down on the the male... Uh, the ballot counting and all that stuff. I, I, I kind of, I've kind of veered away from putting trust into humans because lately I've been getting more and more spiritual because this has definitely become a spiritual battle as far as I can see. But I will give my take on, on what I think about bar because, you know, in the beginning bar came in strong. Like, a lot of people liked him. I liked him. He came in, and he was very, um, he was very witty with, 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 um, 
when he was, uh, geez, I guess he was, um, oh gosh, I can't even remember. I, I, you know, when he was trying to be confirmed or something to that effect. I mean, he was very witty with his answers. He seemed like the guy who didn't take any, he didn't take any BS from anybody. But the the longer he stayed in his position, it kind of revealed that he was just, he was doing like the bare minimum. Like he he was showing people on camera uh, that he was totally against the deep state and stuff. But he like his his roles were kind of you know he kind of played the game just to just to make it look like he was one of us. And when I say one of us, he uh, a patriot. He played it well, you know. He he seemed strong. I, I really like Whitaker. Whitaker, you know, Whitaker was a badass. That I mean, and the reason he was a badass it was because he was just a temporary um, attorney general, which which means he he didn't you know he didn't really care what happened. I wish Whitaker stayed in there, man, because Whitaker was a badass. <laughs> He made uh, what's his name look like an idiot. Um, Jeez, oh, Nadler. He made Nadler look like a com- like a complete idiot. <laughs> well, that's my take on this article. Looks like it's going to be a really short uh, podcast today. Looks like it's going to be a very short one. I have uh, I have so many things I have to do today. And besides, I have to go back into my grind come Wednesday, and I'm really not too happy about that. But nonetheless, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with the next article, which I thought was interesting only because of the timing of these articles coming out. And it 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 concentrates on um, bar, you know. So we'll be back after the break. And we're back. So the next article I have here, which um, kind of goes in conjunction with the last article that I've been uh, that I've talked about. This one comes from RealRawNews.com, and I know a lot of people have um, they they have their thoughts about the website. I just go here because I think that some of the stories they have is a good topic of discussion. It it just is. Uh, no sauce to any of this stuff. Disclaimer: I just do this purely because of just discussion purposes. Like it's a it's an open discussion to to see what's out there, you know. So, anyways, this comes from RealRawNews.com, and article is written by Michael Baxter, and I thought that this was very interesting because of the last article that I read. Title reads, Military Convicts William Barr. On June 21st, the Office of Military Commissions convicted former Attorney General William Barr on charges of treason. But dressing Donald J. Trump's assertion that deep state operatives had had infiltrated nearly every crevice of his administration. Upon learning of Barr's fate, Trump reportedly told his inner circle justice was served and that deep staters masquerading as Republicans are not impervious to military justice. 
Real Raw News can now report that Barr was taken into custody on May 21st. When U.S. Marines operating under the guidance of the Insurrection Act arrested the traitor at his McLean, Virginia home. He was promptly taken to Guantanamo Bay, where he lived in a 6 by 9 cell while waiting for his tribunal date. On Tuesday, Barr had his day in court. In an opening statement, he said he had been fiercely loyal to Donald J. Trump prior to his ousting. He said he had helped craft many of the indictments on which the military was now acting, under the belief that Trump was interested in draining the swamp. But in November, Barr had an epiphany. Oh, really? Did he? He told the tribunal that Trump had insurrected him to author indictments on persons who had no ties to the political arena and that it was his opinion that Trump's indictments were designed to settle personal scores and vendettas, not to restore political integrity. President Trump subverted my trust in and I'm sorry, my trust and judicial authority. When he showed me a list of people to be indicted, I was shocked. I asked him why this or that person was being indicted, and he told me because they're criminals, Bill. When I asked for proof, he told me, don't worry, Bill, we'll find proof. I refused to participate any further in which in his witch hunt. And that's why I tendered my resignation on December on 23rd December. Barr addressed the tribunal. His explanation didn't seem to impress Rear Admin Rear Admiral, I want to say Admiral Darcy Crandall, who had successfully successfully prosecuted the military's case against John Podesta. Molesta. An interesting, largely fictional telling of what happened. Let's be honest with each other here, Mr. Barr. You were given an opportunity to resign to save face. Not that it mattered because, unbeknownst to you, you were already under scrutiny. If you had moral and ethical issues with the indictments back in April, May, June, July, August, September, October, and November, whew, why would you wait until December 23rd to resign? That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make much sense, Rear Admiral Crandall said. Barr countered that he wanted to give Trump every chance to realize he had taken a precipitous turn around, turn toward. I'm sorry, turn toward the dark side and to return uh, and to return to the light. I tried to help him. Barr said, "The truth is exactly the opposite, isn't it?" Mr. Barr kept uh, Mr. Barr. Trump kept you around because he keeps his friends close and his enemies closer, and he gave you every opportunity to amend your mistakes. Then you stabbed him in the back by denying election fraud and supporting a fraudulent president. And certainly you understand that briefly, especially for an appointed official, is akin to treason, Rear Admiral Crandall said. He showed the panel incontrovertible, incontrovertible, my grammar, <laughs> proof of Barr's criminal malfeasance. 
financial documents proving that bar the bars William and Christine had received seven had received a seven million dollar quote donation deposited into a 501c3 titled conservative truth initiative hmm wonder what that's all about the depositor a chinese national with indisputable ties to the dnc spread the funds across several bank accounts the deposits had hit the bar's account on the 2nd of december one day after bar excoriated trump on national television I submit to you, Rear Ad- Admiral Crandall told the three-officer tribunal, that William Bard did knowingly collaborate with the enemy to undermine and delegitimize the, the democratically elected president of the United States, John- Donald J. Trump, and in go- and and geez, I can't read today, and in doing so, betrayed his oath to the Constitution. Simply put, treason. What I did. What I did was take action to protect the United States. If I had to, I'd do it again. I'd do it five times over, Barr said. Fifty minutes later, the panel found Barr guilty of treason, sedition, seditious conspiracy, advocating overthrow of government, recruiting for the service against the United States, and enlistment to serve against the United States, and decreed that he be Ooh, executed for his crimes in accordance to the USC Title 18 and provisions specified in the Insurrection Act of 1807. Rear Admiral Darce has scheduled bars hanging for August 2nd. Wow, very interesting. Very interesting. Like I said, people, I don't have any juice. I don't have any sauce to this stuff. This is just a topic of discussion. And I just thought that the articles came out. uh, This one came out before the other one. So it was just kind of weird how these articles came out almost at the same time. Here's my take. I mean, like I said earlier, I, I, I already gave my. I already gave my comments about what I thought about Barr. In the beginning, he was all good. I mean, he seemed to be good, but but as as he was approaching the day that he resigned, he just started pulling himself away. You know, he just started uh, he just started doing the bare minimum just to get through, and then resign. I don't know, but this is heavy. I mean, who knows? Who knows if this is true, huh? I mean, I'd like to think that all these deep staters are getting what they deserve. I, I, I really like to think so. But, you know, only time will tell. And, um, you know, if if this holds any kind of water, oh, man, big ups to this. Big ups to uh, Michael Baxter, you know, um, for crying wolf when there really was a wolf and nobody listened. I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting article. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm asking you as if you're going to answer me and we're doing a recorded, a pre-recorded podcast right now. How crazy is that? Anyways, let's, let's move on to the next article that I have here for discussion. It's one of those articles where you, you feel like, uh, duh, of course this was going to happen. 
And guess where I got this article from? I went to my I I, I went to my go to. Stupid dot news does it again. <laughs> this one was written on June twenty fourth of this year by KCB. Article reads: Portland police to halt traffic stops due to inadequate staff after being defunded by leftists. Jeez. Oh boy. Well, it's a free for all now. You can go ahead and. Do any traffic violation, I guess. Police in Portland are being advised to stop pursuing low-level traffic infractions such as broken headlights and expired plates unless they are related to immediate safety threats as the city sees its force and budget drop while crime rises in the aftermath of rioting in the city and the movement to defund the police. You you know what's... uh, ironic about this is that a lot of these uh, let me finish this and then i'll I'll give my take on it i'm i didn't mean to do that i'm sorry the move by the city's super liberal mayor ted wheeler is part of a shift toward immediate threats as well as a response to data indicting that traffic stops and vehicle searches disproportionately affect black drivers Really? Hmm. We please explain. Wheeler said the goal is to make our city both safer and more equitable. Hmm. Helping reduce the number of black, indigenous, and people of color who are disproportionately impacted by consent searches. But that's your key word right there, consent. Consent searches and traffic stops. What what's wrong with consent searches? <laughs> the person gave you the okay to search. What an idiot, man! Can you let me continue? Let me continue. Let me continue. According to data from the Police Bureau of 2019, 18% of the city's traffic stops were for black drivers. Were for black drivers? Hmm. I wonder how they figure that one. Like, they were assigned for black drivers? I I don't get it. I don't get it. But they make up just 5.8% of the population for non-moving violations. They accounted for 22.6% of all stops. While officers are being told to essentially ignore issues such as expired license plates and broken headlights, drivers will be stopped for speeding or reckless driving. In a video conference with police, Portland Police Bureau Chief Chuck Lovell, Lovell, it was announced that officers will also now be required by a new consent search procedure to clearly inform the person of their rights to refuse or revoke their consent and record their request when they are asking the individual to consent to a search using an audio recording application on their cell phones. Okay, oh, gosh, man, I have to plug this. I I have to inject here because I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget. So let me start off by saying here that it's ironic that the city is is resorting to this because because the reason why I'm saying this is because a lot of these infractions, these ticketed stuff, it brings revenue to the city. 
so they're cutting their own funding by not doing this like not enforcing these these rules and another thing too is that there could be an officer safety issue with people pulling cell phones out during a stop um and the reason for that i mean if 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 a person who is stopped can articulate that sir or ma'am i'm going to pull my phone out of my my pocket to 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 record this incident i mean it's it just makes the traffic stop take even longer when a traffic stop should should only uh take uh the necessary time uh it takes right but uh i i you know i have an issue with that but but i guess this is what the city wants so this is gonna this this brings up a very very concerning officer safety issue because when somebody starts reaching for their pockets and all that stuff Cops don't. They 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 can't predict the future. They don't know what's in somebody's pockets or reaching for wherever they're going to be reaching for. They, they, now it's going to have to resort to like the cop actually saying, "Okay, is it okay for me to get your phone out of your pocket?" And because it, it's just safer that way, right? Because I don't know. This is just this is just a common sense thing that I'm thinking of. You know. This is just a common sense thing that I'm thinking because cops react to people reaching into their pockets and stuff like that. I'm going to read on. The mayor said part of the reason that officers can't address non-moving violations is because they are short-staffed, something his own actions follow. The death of George Floyd played in a big role. (coughs) Wheeler described their staffing on the streets as being inadequate well gee if you don't back your cops what do you think they're gonna do the cops are not gonna want to lose everything that they work for so they're gonna quit (laughs) these people man of course what do you think what's the next thing you're gonna want to for people to be cops for free so far at least 130 officers have left the department since july 1st 2020 i don't i don't blame them 75 of those resigned and and 55 stepped down many of them citing issues such as burnt out from the ongoing rioting and low morale a g low morale that sinks of the police department big time low morale does and i feel for these cops i really do many officers were ta- uh, targeted by c targeted by black uh, Bravo Lima Mike activists and Antifa members with rocks, gloss, glass bottles, and fireworks during rioting in the city that the major that the major that the mayor did little to curb. Oh gosh, man, where do I start with this idiot, man? For reals, for reals, for reals. Although the bureau can employ up to six nine hundred sixteen sworn uh, members. They currently have just 812 on staff. Their 50-person rapid response team resigned from the unit last week after the criminal indictment of a team member for using force during a protest. The AP reports that the city is 150 officers short of authorized strength. 
standing at their lowest staffing level in decades. Thank you, Mayor of uh, of Portland. You got the you got the mayor to thank for that. He's a piece of shit. Police budget cuts mean the city cannot be properly protected. On top of that, the city council cut twenty seven million from the police police's budget last year, with uh, with eleven million of the cut being attributed to pan, pandemic related budget concerns and fifteen million. Related to calls to defund the police. What the f- Since then, Portland has seen the deadliest year in more than a quarter century. Well, yeah. <laughs> With 42 homicides registered so far this year. Dude, the year's not even over yet. We're just halfway there. We're crossing, we're crossing beyond the halfway point. They could very well be on track to surpass their all-time homicide record of 70, which was set in 1987 as the city dealt with a gang siege. Well, yeah, they still are. This is a different type of gang. A reduction in traffic stops is questionable is a questionable move for this for a city that has already seen the number of people who have died in traffic accidents this year reach more than double the figure for all of last year despite only being halfway through the year, right? But what what do we expect from a city that passes that passed a resolution barring its officers from working with federal law enforcement to prevent rioters from destroying the city and a mayor who marched in solidarity with rioters? I, from my understand from what I remember, he got he got ousted too. So that again, that article came from Stupid News, written by K, uh, Cassie B. Good job, good job on the article. Good job. So here's my thoughts on this thing. I mean, I I kind of was giving my thoughts as I was reading this. This is this is nuts, dude. This is absolute nuts. Uh. What do you expect? What do you expect? I don't even understand why the cops are still employed there. Is the money that important that you're willing to put that you're willing to risk everything out there? All it takes is one YouTube video clip and you're done. And I'm not talking about department-wise, but I'm talking about your whole life. Because you got cuckoos out there who are going to be you know, harassing you, harassing your family, trying to find out where you live and all this shit. I don't think it's worth it. I really don't. I really feel for the cops. And I I don't understand why anybody would want to get into this line of work. This is, I mean, this definitely is not the time to become a cop. That's just my, that's my thinking, you know? So many um so many have been put out there for doing their job for standing for what's right and a lot of these departments don't even back their cops they don't because they play they play their the politics is more important than the people that work for them who are supposed to be quote enforcing laws they pick the politics over 
law enforcement. The leaders do. And it's unfortunate. But, you know, who am I? Who am I to? I'm not. uh, I don't know anything about this stuff. You know, this is just me thinking out loud. I mean, it is my own podcast, so I am allowed to kind of express what I'm thinking. I mean, I wish I could say a lot more. I wish I could. <laughs> but uh some 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 situations that we're in just puts in puts us in a position where we can't really say much until we are done with what we are doing. Right? Do you feel me? Well, that's all I got for today. Um, you know, today has been a very rough day for me to, it it just has, Uh, it's just one of those days where, where, you know, when you feel kind of down, that's where I'm at today. I, 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 I don't, I'm not my jovial self today. And, uh, a lot of it is I got to get back on my grind on Wednesday and I've been off for almost, almost 10 days. I've been off. Uh, I've enjoyed the time with my family, but now I have to get back into the whole grinding of things again. And hopefully, hopefully I'm, I'm really hoping that by, by the time October comes, I can be the man that I need to be for my family and just be here for them. And also, um, you know, keep, keep doing this for, for all you people, because I, honestly, this, I haven't been any, I have, I've never been so passionate about anything, any kind of job that I've done. I've never been, been so passionate and here I am doing this and I'm giving my all and I'm putting a lot of time and I'm putting in a lot of passion into this. Like I'm giving my love to this, um, only because, um, this feels so right. This feels absolutely right to do. It, you know, it's something that um, I'd like to share with people that, you know, my thoughts. And I think we all can learn from everybody's thoughts. This is the whole thing about me doing this is, is as, as I'm doing this, I grow. Because not only do, do I share with people oh, my thoughts, but I also listen to other people content creator stuff and I learn from them as well and I think this is going to have more of a positive effect in my life as opposed to what I'm doing as what I'm doing for my job because honestly um, I've I was naive in the beginning of my job uh, but the more the more I saw things the more it kind of separated me from being what I what I do and it's unfortunate because that's not how it's perceived as at least to other people um and you know I'm not I'm trying not to divulge what I do but but it does kill your morale inside it kills you it kills a lot of 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 what you believed it was or what you perceive to what you perceive it to be it kills you inside when you know you try to do the right thing when you try to it's just hard for me to explain it really is but 
hopefully by October, I'll be able to, you know, freely express what I really think about what I, what my job is about. I really like to share that because I think it'll be an eye-opening thing. You know, people, people may have different opinions about that and that's okay. Uh, You know, everybody's experiences are different no matter what situation it is, right? Anyways, had a good time today. Even though I'm a little bit feeling blue. So, as I end every show, with that being said, The bar is now closed. It's more than a passing notion I've never fallen with such devotion I can't help but wonder If it's only a dream Am I naive again? believe that things are really as they seem Can anyone explain it How to understand what's true I know I just Whenever I'm with you I can't help but wonder If you wonder about me Cause lately I can't help but wonder How wonderful this might be
Can anyone explain it? How to understand what's true? I know I just can't take it Whenever I Cause lately I can't help but wonder How wonderful this might be Cause lately I can't help but wonder How wonderful this might be Peace.